Hey, there we are. So I am by myself on a beanbag in my living room, enjoying myself very comfortably. I actually have two beanbags. Beanbags are fucking awesome. You should get a beanbag. This is not an ad, but get a corduroy beanbag. They turn into a fucking bed. It's the shit. You'll love it. If you don't love it, you can sell it to me for half of what you paid for it. <laughs> I'll be more than happy to give you half of what you paid for it. Uh, I love these things. I'm literally sitting on a giant beanbag with my feet on another giant beanbag in my living room, which is an uh, amazing thing in and of itself because I have three kids and they get a little rowdy and I'm, I'm very thankful that that they've made it to bed at a reasonable hour. It's only 11 p.m. and I'm actually able to record something and I don't have to go to the shop to do it. It's crazy. But uh, a buddy of mine, Ashley, uh, he's a boy. Boy Ashley is what my daughter calls him. He's got a girl's name and I make fun of him a lot for it. But he's, he's a great dude. Um, he recommended a couple weeks ago that I do some type of podcast where I talk about the Floyd George case, Black Lives Matter, systemic racism, whatever. Uh, he, he said the Floyd George thing specifically, but in general, just the, the race issues and turmoil and whatever. So it's been a couple weeks for a few reasons. Um, we'll start with I'm white and I don't really know what it feels like to, uh, to be a victim of racism. I do know what it looks like to see somebody be a victim of racism. And I do know what it looks like to see somebody be a racist person. And I do know what racist people think sometimes. I, I know I know a couple people, unfortunately, that are extremely racist and, and I haven't been able to do anything to fucking change their minds. Um, so I'm really familiar with racism and I'm really familiar with hate and I'm really familiar with a lot of these problems, but I don't understand what it feels like to be on the receiving end of them. So full disclosure, this is coming from a white guy that has not had any issues with racism um, because in this country, usually that's the case. Usually if you're a 20 something year old white dude, nobody's ever racially discriminated against you. Um, that, so we'll start there. I understand that I don't have a full understanding. So I went, you know, weeks trying to figure out how I could approach this idea because I, I love the idea. I love the idea of like, how can I do something or say something or do whatever, but the reality of it is like the fucking videos where celebrities say I take responsibility and all that. I mean, it might look nice, but it's not fucking doing anything. If anything, it's making it look like more of a problem. I, I don't know. It, it doesn't to me. And this is all my personal opinion. Doesn't doesn't fucking seem like it helps. You know, it doesn't seem like it is going to improve anything. Doesn't seem like it's going to change anything. It doesn't. It seems like it's a good way to get people to think that uh that you're a fucking wonderful person and and a lot of those people probably are like from what i can tell it seems like Kristen bell is awesome it seems like aaron paul is awesome i don't know about the rest of them but i don't know a lot about a lot of actors i don't really pay attention to actors uh unless elon musk becomes an actor and then i will pay attention because that motherfucker's cool but he has no time for that shit he's got to save the world the point is i couldn't come up with an approach so i've been waiting and waiting and waiting and i know it's kind of late <laughs> but here's my approach Rather than focusing on Floyd George, George Floyd. See, I'm a terrible person. I can't even say a name right. So my grandpa's name was Floyd Patterson. Um, so I think of Floyd as a first name, really. But George Floyd, rather than focusing on, on that for this episode, and rather than focusing on the Black Lives Matter thing for this episode or whatever, I've just kind of decided I'm going to try to focus on racism itself, why it's an issue, 
and maybe how we can improve it or why it exists or whatever. And I don't know the history behind everything, but I will tell you as a person that used to, at a really young age, I really didn't understand, you know, why, why somebody's grandpa or great grandpa being a slave would matter. And I didn't understand the effects. So I started as a teenager kind of looking into it and trying to understand. And it's taken me until probably at least my mid twenties before I really think I started to grasp exactly how fucked up this shit is. So it's, it's not something I can really explain in a podcast in that short of a, I mean, I'm not going to do this for five hours, uh, and I don't know all of it, but what I do know is it is a really big issue. And I saw a fucking video that pissed me off a little bit recently where a guy, um, he said that racism didn't exist and, and it shouldn't have pissed me off, but it did. I don't know why I'm mad. You know, that's one person's opinion and that guy's obviously a fucking moron, but, um, Here's what I came up with. I'm just going to throw out how I think in maybe a 200-year span, we could possibly progress to a point where there's very little racism in this country. I don't think you'll ever eliminate anything. But you might progress to a point where people don't think of race as a huge issue. And hopefully by this time, we'll all be, you know, some wonderful blend of people that just all love and care about each other. But I, I don't see that. I, I, I think people are inherently good and I think they're naturally not evil, but I also think, you know, parenting's a huge issue. Uh, your environment's a huge issue and ignorance is a huge issue. So here's where I think we could start trying to look at the future very far ahead and, and see how fast we can abolish racism with these, these ideas. Uh, parenting parents, being a parent, being a parent, that's not a piece of shit. That's going to be a good start. So Let's start with, as a parent, it is your job to not only not teach your kid how to be a racist, but teach your kid how to not be a racist. That doesn't mean you go up to your kid and you say, hey, kid, don't be a racist. That's not how that works. You you lead by example. You don't just tell them this isn't right, this is right. You It'd be best probably not to mention racism until it comes up. Because then it, it implies that maybe there's a huge difference between fucking different races. When the reality of it is there are some differences sometimes, but mostly it's the way that they look. Uh, might be something to do with their environment. If they came from a different country or they're, you know, they're second generation immigrants or something, it might. But for the most part, people are fucking people. <laughs> and... And the differences between all of us, I don't think we should ignore them. I think we should celebrate them. I think one of my favorite things in the world is going to other countries, which this isn't necessarily a race issue, but um, going to other countries and trying to learn different things about that country and how they do things and what they do different than us. And, and if I think it's better or worse and why. Not so I can compare and say America's better or America's worse than that country, but so I can learn for myself Maybe a different format for how I do my schedule. Maybe a different format for how I eat. Maybe a different format. Like one thing I, I learned from hearing somebody talk about traveling to Spain is apparently everybody in fucking Spain goes and walks after dinner. That way they can burn some calories before they go to bed so they're not going to bed with a gut full of food. Seems fucking smart. Seems like a cool thing to have. And let's say hypothetically you had a, a friend that's grandpa was Spanish and he moved here when he was in his 30s and then he had that, that guy's dad and then that guy's dad learns spanish from living with his dad learns a lot about the culture travels back and forth meets family that's gonna change the way that person is 
but it has nothing to do with the fucking color of their skin. And that's Spain. It's just a place. And they do things different. And I love it. And I think we should celebrate that. And I think it's okay to look at somebody and realize that they're not exactly like you. And I think it's okay to realize that they don't look like you. But I don't think it's okay to think that because they don't look like you, there's something wrong with them or there's something better about you or there's something worse about you for that matter. You're, you should be considered equals. And what we could judge you on is your character and judge them on their character. So it doesn't really fucking matter what color they are. It doesn't matter where they came from. doesn't matter who their parents are. doesn't matter their sexual orientation. None of that shit matters. What matters is how they treat people and whether or not you want to hang around with them. And I just, I don't, I don't really get it when, you know, parents are openly racist in front of their children. Like, let's say hypothetically you're a fucking moron and you hate people because of the color of their skin. Uh, maybe don't fucking say it in front of your kids. Maybe don't show it in front of your kids. Maybe try to figure out what's wrong with you and fix it. And I've heard people say, you can't fix stupid. You can't fix racism. You can't fix closed minded people. You can, if you're the person fixing them, you can fix yourself. So let's say hypothetically you're hearing this and you're going, well, I'm not really racist. I just, you know, I would prefer not to associate with certain types of people. Well, you're fucking racist. And I'm not going to say that's okay, but let's start with give your, forgive yourself. Say that's okay to yourself. I can't say that for you because uh, I personally think you're a fucking moron. But go take it take a little time to reflect figure out what your problem is see if something happened to you when you were a child or if you just learned it from your parents or you learned it from your grandparents or whatever and then go make a friend doesn't matter their ethnicity and then ask their opinions and learn their opinions and and don't worry about ethnicities <laughs> don't don't go try to make a black friend just because you're a racist white dude and you think that'll fix it but go make a new friend and get their opinions and listen to them and see if you think maybe they're right Go read a fucking book. Listen to an audiobook. Listen to a podcast. Listen to podcasts different people made. And eventually, <clears throat> you'll realize that you just had a fucking stupid idea. And and I've had stupid ideas. So you're fine. Just fucking fix it. Just look at people different now. It's not that hard. I mean, you're you're you can blame your parents, you can blame your grandparents, you can blame yourself, you can do whatever you gotta do to tell yourself. But in reality, generally, from what I can tell. Racism has something to do with the way you were raised. And if you were raised in a really racist household where everybody thought white people are better than brown people or whatever the fuck it is, uh, if you were raised that way, you can keep doing that and causing problems. And you can keep, and it causes problems for you too. Like, don't be a fucking moron. Don't think being racist is helping you. Like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. So let's say, hypothetically, you're raised in a really racist place like a really racist town where everybody's fucking racist and you don't live there anymore. That's great. If you do live there, get the fuck out for a little while. Doesn't mean you can't stay. Like you can, you can get that, get out for a month and come back. Whatever you got to do, go to college, go to fucking, go get a job in a different state for five years. Maybe you can learn how to not be an asshole and then come back and teach your friends, your old friends, because you can have friends that are, that have the same problem as you go fix your problem, come back and help them. But Again, it all, to me, starts with parenting. So if we're looking at the future, and I'm saying 200 years because I, I, I like to set goals that seem really achievable. So 200 years is just, I mean, what, probably three, four generations. We'll say four generations of people. I don't know. Depends on how healthy you are, I guess. Could be 20, but hopefully it's three. Maybe it's four. So you 
work on yourself because you can't teach your kids something that you don't know. So you work on yourself. You, you make sure you're not being an asshole. You make sure you are seeing things, things objectively. That doesn't mean you have to take sides. Actually, it's best if you don't. It doesn't mean you have to take a direction of I'm, you know, the most woke. I, I love all people of all colors and I'm going to go do this and that. But you should definitely make sure you figure out a way to stop judging people by the t color of their skin because that is not, first off, it's not something they chose. Uh, second, it doesn't really mean anything about their character. And third, what it does mean is the, some a lot about your character, <laughs> like a lot of bad things about your character. Um, and I'm not trying to preach to anybody directly or say like, hey, you're a fucking idiot. I mean, you can have an idiotic idea and still have a functioning brain. I might call you an idiot for your, <laughs> your thoughts, but realistically... There's probably somebody out there that's relatively intelligent that is in all other ways cool and just somehow got locked into the stupid ideology of racism. So you start with yourself, in my personal opinion, and then you figure out a way to lead by example, teach your kids how to just love people in general and be kind in general and not really focus on race because it really doesn't fucking reflect on anything about the person's quality i don't know so second i think uh there's a huge issue in the school system where schools are this goes way back and it sucks but schools are funded by by the taxes in the area that the students live so if you have a school that's in a really bad area where all the houses you know the average income is really low the average cost of a house is really low and they're they're going by the property taxes on the house. You have people paying in a whole lot less. That means the school's budget is a whole lot less. So maybe we could find a way to have a statewide funding that's shared equally throughout every neighborhood, no matter the neighborhood. So if you're rich, you get the same nice-ass school that the poor kids get. If you're poor, you get the same nice-ass school that the rich kids get. And I personally don't understand why people have an issue with with their money going to schools. I understand taxes suck, but I think we could make it easier for people to donate to schools and not directly to one school, to a giant pile per state or even federal is fine with me. But let's say I want to donate money to my kid's school. I don't think I should be able to do that, but I do think I should be able to donate money to Oklahoma schools or, or even city of Lawton schools or even just schools in the U.S., I'm not an expert on how any of that shit works, but what I will say is it looks like there's a bit of a problem where when you live in a bad neighborhood, you go to a bad school. And it also looks like there's a bit of a problem where African-Americans especially seem to have been held back by a lot of issues. And I don't think that means that you can't get out of them, and I don't think that means that everybody's stuck. I do think it just means it's harder for a person that's born African-American Versus a person that's born pretty much any ethnicity, but especially a person that's born uh, Caucasian in the United States. It seems like it's harder to me for that person to get to the same level as the white person. So I think maybe we should figure out a way to equalize that. And I'm not saying give away free money and pass it around and all that. I'm just saying make it where no matter what neighborhood you live in, your school is equally funded. And, and no matter what ethnicity you are, your opportunities are close to the same. That's going to be a difficult one. Uh, but this whole thing where you go through a neighborhood and it seems a little bit ghetto and then you notice like 90% of the people that live there are black, 
That's not them going, hey, I want to live in a black neighborhood. That's not them going, hey, this is where I want to be. That's them being born into that area, having less opportunities because of that, and then going to a shitty school because it has shitty funding because the average house in their neighborhood is 30000 rather than 200000 I'm not positive that all that is exactly correct, and I'm I'm glad to hear anybody want to correct me. Like, if you have, you know, a better version of it, that's cool. I'm just looking at it from the outside and going, okay, so if you're in a bad neighborhood, your school sucks. If you're in a good neighborhood, your school's good. Seems to be a fucking problem. Seems to be very unfair. I'm not saying you shouldn't be able to pay for private school to get a better school for your kids if you want. But I think if we're all going to send our kids to public school, I don't think that rich kids should get better school than poor kids. And I also don't think we should have, you know, fancy schools to try to counteract. I think we should just try to go equal across the board. Every school gets the same amount of funding per student or, you know, per class or however they do it. I would assume per student makes the most sense, but that's a place we could start. Um, another thing, and this, if you didn't see this coming, you haven't heard my podcast yet. Uh, we dog get some weed in your system, but for real, um, if, if weed were federally legal, uh, <laughs> I feel like it might, might lighten up a lot of people, take away a little bit of tension, allow people to get high as fuck on edibles and reflect on their own problems. Cause I'm sure there's like, you know, I've heard psychedelics do this way better than weed. Kind of scared to find out, but I'll tell you for sure. If you take the, the right dose of edibles, you'll think about every parenting choice you've ever made. Or I say you, I will. I don't know if it works for everybody, but you'll think about every business choice you've ever made. I made one joke a long time ago that came out wrong. <laughs> and three or four times I've had to go over it and forgive myself for sounding like a terrible person. And I don't even want to say what the joke was, but I I was in the shop and I made it. I don't even know what, like, I, I don't remember thinking about it. That's part of the problem. But I said something that sounded very inappropriate and very hateful and very fucked up. And it just, it didn't come out as I intended. I know, I know that what I said sounded terrible and what I meant to say didn't, but I, it felt like I had no control. But the point is every time I, not every time now I've got through it, but every time I did edibles for a while, if I did enough, I would think about it and I would be really fucking hard on myself. And I think that's good. I think, uh, looking at yourself, uh, almost from from a standpoint of like, you want to find something wrong and then waking up the next day and figuring out how to fix it. Seems fucking great. Like, look at yourself. It's great. The problem is a lot of people can't do that. A lot of people can't turn off their fucking momentum because they get drug tested at work or they don't want to do something illegal and they live in a state where weed's not legal or whatever. So I think if we had weed a little bit more free and accessible, federally legal, covered by insurance for people with medical conditions that need it. And I don't mean to the point where you go to the doctor and go, man, I really like weed. Or, uh, I don't want insurance companies to have to pay for that. But I also think insurance companies are mostly garbage and fucking evil. So I don't really care, but I think it would drive up insurance prices and I don't want insurance prices to go up for anybody. So I'm saying if you have a real bad condition where you need weed, your insurance company could cover it legally without any issues, without any worries, without any, shareholder related issues without worrying about judgment. I think if people could smoke weed the way they smoke cigarettes, seeing as cigarettes are fucking terrible for you and weed doesn't seem to be too bad, I think it'd be great. Um, and I, I know it wouldn't fix the problem. I'm not like that fucking crazy. I don't think like one hit of weed and it's going to fix you, but I do think 
part of the process of figuring out how to understand what's wrong with you as a person sometimes can be helped by smoking weed and looking at yourself from a different span standpoint. Like, I mean, it just, to me, it makes sense. I don't know. I think so. That's, I just have a few things written down. Number three is weed. And I think weed is fucking great. And I'll say that all day. I don't think everybody should smoke weed all day, every day. I think tolerance breaks are great. I think going a few days just because you forgot is cool. I think going to other countries and not trying to figure out where the drug dealers are at is great. Um, but I do think everybody should be allowed to once they're... I'm cool with 21. I don't know. I'm not a lawmaker. Once you're the right age, I think fucking smoke some weed. Look at yourself. Fix yourself. Uh, it helps. And it helps you love other people. It helps you be more generous and kind. And and it just kind of relaxes everything. And everything's so tense in this country right now. I know I've made jokes about it, but I really do believe every single fucking person over the age of, I would say, 17, really, uh, could use a pretty strong dose of weed all at one time, one day, just everybody gets a little bit fucking high. Not crazy, just a little bit. And I think it would make the world a better place. It would make the United States a better place. It would make fucking people realize how stupid some of the ideas that are locked in from years of systemic racism years of their parents being fucking assholes and their grandparents being assholes and their great-grandparents being assholes it fucking help a lot i really do believe that uh i wrote down a fourth thing fucking love uh which goes back to weed a little bit but i never really noticed that that most people actually don't care about other people too much it's really weird a uh, couple years into tattooing uh, at my new shop in Lawton, not my new shop, my so my second tattoo shop, the one in Lawton, uh, I, I started getting so busy. It's not Lawton. It's I was so busy, I noticed how many people were fucking obsessed with whatever made them happy and whatever helped them out. And, and, and just in the short term, like they weren't really looking at long term and they didn't actually give a fuck about any other people. And it's a really common thing. And I think it's like partially natural. You're supposed to protect yourself and whatever. But just having a little bit of love for your fucking neighbors and your your friends and your colleagues and people you don't fucking know and whatever. I mean, I, I think that would make a huge difference. And I think weed would help us get to that. And I also think that just talking about it will help us get to that. I really do. I think just you, whoever you are hearing this, you might realize wow, I was really caught up in myself today and my coworker had a problem and my day was actually going fine. I was just fucking worried about this new shit. I was excited about going to this concert or whatever the fuck it is. And my coworker is having a really rough day and I was just ignoring them. That doesn't mean you have to take on everybody else's problems, but maybe at least show some compassion and show some love. You know, it helps. Um, and then one that's probably going to sound real fucking weird to everybody. Uh, competition. I think... I think first off, if you compete with enough people in sports, in business, in intellectual things, like I, I think debate teams and things like that need to be more prominent. I think if you compete with enough people, you notice that people consistently across the board are kind of the same thing in a way, and and they have a lot of the same general tendencies, and yet some people are better at some things than other people. And then if you really pay attention, you'll notice the only reason a lot of them are better. Now, sometimes, you know, if it's basketball, a guy's seven foot tall, he might have a huge advantage. doesn't matter how hard you try. There's a, there's things, but for the most part, if you're competing 
in business or you're competing in sports or you're competing in fucking whatever, you're going to probably notice if you pay really close attention that the other guy is trying harder and that's why he is doing good. And then it helps you eventually realize whoever tries the hardest does the best at that thing. And then you realize there's fucking black dudes, white dudes, Asian dudes, ladies, whatever. I don't want to leave ladies out, you know, uh, trans people, whatever. I'll try to include everybody, but there's people of all different ethnicities that are doing the same thing as you that are doing it equally good, not as good and better. And then you look at each of those individuals and it's not because of the race. It is because they tried harder. It is. It might be because they had a little bit of help. It might be because they're smarter. It might be because they're faster. But if you look at enough of them, you'll realize whoever tries the hardest usually gets the best at it the fastest. And if you look at it that way and you're, you're paying close attention, again, you have to actually fucking pay attention. But if you're paying attention, you'll realize race has nothing to do with any fucking thing that you're thinking about. Um... For the most part, I'm sure there's some factor where I would be wrong, but I mean, I, I'm a very competitive person. Uh, I've played hockey with people, which is like the whitest sport ever. Uh, it was not all white people on my team. It was not all white people in the league, but it was more white than other ethnicities. I've, uh, I've done a bunch of other stuff where I'm competing with people of all different ethnicities. Uh, tattooing is pretty well-rounded. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more um, variety in in tattooing. I'm kind of curious why we have mostly Hispanic and white tattooers and not that many uh, African-American tattooers and, you know, not that many Asian tattooers unless they actually came from an Asian country. But I, I don't know what causes that, and I, I don't think it's my place to try to fix it or whatever, but I do think it'd be cool to have more variety. Um, but the point is I've never noticed an ethnicity and said, Oh, you're naturally good at shit because you're this ethnicity with anything. The things I know immediately, um, are basically just tattooing and, and now I guess podcasting, I don't know. <laughs> tattooing and hockey is pretty much what I know. Uh, I was in boy Scouts. I didn't notice like this ethnicity is better than this ethnicity than anything. I own a business. I haven't noticed that white dudes are better than black dudes or black dudes are better than white dudes. I say dudes a lot. I really just mean people. I should probably stop saying dudes, but one of the most well-ran dispensary chains in the state of Oklahoma is owned by a African-American dude and his business partner is African-American. Half their employees, probably about half are African-American, I believe. Um, I don't think they intentionally sought out to hire, you know, any variety of whatever ethnicities. It just so happens that uh that they're doing fucking great and and they're not they're not your classic businessmen they're kind of just like normal dudes that try hard and that goes back to effort um but i think they're they're doing way better than most um and i've met a couple people that work for them i've never actually met the owners but i've seen the owners um they seem like really cool guys and there's probably a huge chain of dispensaries somewhere in oklahoma that's ran by a white dude, but I haven't seen one that's competing with it. Uh, dispensaries seem to be like just across the board. Every ethnicity of people own them. I mean, there's Indian people that own them. There's white people that own them. There's Asian people. I said Indian and Asian. See how stupid I am. There's different, <laughs> there's different ethnicities owning them and they're all doing different things, but you can definitely tell the ones that try harder, the ones that put in the most effort it has nothing to do with their fucking ethnicity. And you can, anything you compete in, you should notice really quick. I've also noticed jujitsu guys, 
it's whoever's fucking working the hardest, thinking about it the most, and uh, and puts in the most time. Just time seems to work. Um, this sounds like a stupid ramble at this point, and I'm really sorry. But uh, experiencing... So this is, this is number six. I, I like to tell you guys when I'm on a list. Sorry. Uh, number six, experiencing the other side. There's not really a true way to step into somebody else's shoes. But there is definitely... There's definitely the opportunity for you to go on a ride along with the police, uh, see what they deal with every day. And there's definitely um, an opportunity for you to go try to see the other person's viewpoint in any situation. So you might not be good at it, but what I like to do when I get pulled over is I like to go, oh, fuck, I'm about to get fucked up because I have tattoos and I drive a cool car. But, <laughs> but what I try to do is I try to look at it as if I'm a cop. And it's the hardest thing to do ever because I don't know what it's like to be a cop. But I also don't know what it's like to be anything but me. I'm just trying. So I go, okay, if I was this guy, it's daytime. My windows aren't tinted that dark. My windows are down. My hands are on the wheel. He should be comfortable. And then in another scenario, you know, my windows are tinted really dark. It's nighttime. Uh, my hands are on the wheel, but he can't see that from where he's at. He might be a little tense. And I try to judge how I think I would feel in their scenario. And play to that. I try to be as compliant as I can and as nice as I can. And it doesn't always fucking work. I've, I, I'm sure you've heard it if you listen to the podcast. But, like, I've had tons of little run-ins with the cops. Never anything super serious. But, like, I've had a lot of guns pointed at me. And it makes me very fucking uncomfortable. And I hate it. Um, and I think part of it might be the cars I drive. Part of it might be my tattoos. Part of it might be the time of day I get pulled over. Cause it's never happened in the day. I realized yesterday I was talking to my cousin and I was like, dude, I've never had that issue in the day. So I'm thinking it has something to do with them being on edge. But I think what cops should do is cops should have to ride around with a car filled with black dudes and, and have a driver that intentionally breaks the law around other cops until they get pulled over. The cop sits in the back seat, can't be in the area they work because then they might know. The cop sits in the back seat, dressed normal, you know, sweatpants, t-shirt, jeans, t-shirt, whatever. We don't have to dress them any certain way, but they can't look like a cop. And then let them experience it as close as they can from the other side. I, this is going to be very fucking hard to achieve. But I think if any cop could do this, I think it would help their career. I think it would help them understand things. And I think it would help the whole fucking world, actually. But if we mandated it, and I say we, and I mean the American people, the cop's boss, uh, if we mandated it, that that all police officers have to go through basically a civilian ride-along, reverse the fucking ride-along. You go hop in a, in a 96 Caprice on 24s, and you drive through a neighborhood in Lawton that has a last name of a president or a first name as a president as the fucking street name. Anybody that lives in Lawton knows that's usually a bad sign. You don't want to drive down Washington at three in the morning. You have to go out late. You have to you have to drive through. I mean, we can even go as far as to let everybody in the car smoke weed. I don't care. But but play up like get a scenario where it's just gonna be a regular day for regular people that happen to have some things that are stereotypically judged by police officers. And see the treatment. 
and try to look at it objectively and watch how that police officer handles that situation while you're in the back seat being a police officer yourself, but you're not allowed to say that. You don't get to bring your badge. You don't get to bring a gun. You don't get to bring uh, anything that proves you're a cop. You actually don't get to bring a fucking driver's license. You get to feel super vulnerable and watch it all take place. No bulletproof vest, either guy. And what whatever ethnicity you are, if you're in a car full of black dudes, which seems to be the issue at the time right now, it seems like that's a fucking huge thing. Car full of black dudes is not going to get treated near as well as a car full of white dudes. We can't make you all... I, I, I would never recommend having police officers do blackface for this, but um, we can't do that. But this is as close as we're going to get is you hang out with some dudes that look a little bit like whatever the stereotype we think cops are are seeking out, which I don't even know if they're looking at stereotypes. I really think sometimes we deal with police officers that are just straight up fucking racist. And sometimes we deal with police officers that are not racist at all that fucking do a great job that are still trying to read a situation and they've had experiences with certain things with certain models of cars. They might not realize that's the case. And they react different because of it. But I think for the most part, it's just straight up racism. Um, so, well, I don't know about the most part. At least some cases for sure, though. So we take the cop and we put him in the backseat of all kinds of different vehicles. I just used the Caprice and 24s for one example. All kinds of different vehicles, but always have at least a driver and a passenger that's black. Um, and hopefully put him in a position where he can watch the whole thing. And then also put cameras in people and have, like, this could be a new job. You want to create fucking jobs, create a job. Fucking secret shoppers for the cops. Have guys drive around. And then we can not only prove that there are issues and sometimes they're they're swept under the rug and sometimes they're handled correctly, but usually they're swept under the rug. There are issues. But we could also prove that, you know, there are good cops out there. I think it would work good for both sides. So I think, you know... We'd have to sell it that way if you wanted to sell it to whoever's in charge of these things. But I would love to have civilian ride-alongs where a, a police officer rides along with civilians and, and just watches the shit. I think you would. I think they would learn something. I think we would learn something. I think if we could film it all, it would be fucking good for general public. And I think eventually, if you have enough of that, enough of the secret shopper type concept, then you could basically... I don't think you would ever eliminate the problem, but I think you would make huge progress, huge fucking progress on the issue of police brutality in general, uh, misconduct from police in general, and the whole body cam thing I thought would help too, and apparently it doesn't, so maybe I'm fucking crazy, but um, I think it'd be great. Um, but yeah, if you if you experience the other side, I think it helps. Um, another thing, number seven, uh, allow people a chance to grow rather than writing them off. That goes back to the parenting thing, I guess. But let's say hypothetically you have a 25-year-old person that is racist as fuck, always just saying racist shit, being mean as fuck to people for no reason, just based on their fucking race, and you see it, and you know them, and I know a person like this. And it's unfortunate as fuck, and I'm working on it. I've been trying to figure out ways to get through to this person. I have no fucking idea how to do it, because this guy's a fucking idiot. But I've been working on it for a long time. Um, so try to see the person not as a plastic finished product, but as a person that is still developing and, and try to figure out like, rather than writing them off and saying, Oh, that guy's racist. We can't fuck with him. Well, maybe not fucking hang out with them, take them around people, but you could still communicate with a person and you could still tell them like, 
You don't have to mention your friend's race, but you could say, dude, I got this fucking friend. He's killing it in business. He He's like a retired uh, officer in the military. And, and then he went into the securities thing and he's doing all the shit. He's doing really well. And, and, you know, I'm just, I've never been impressed by another person and just, just randomly bring him up and just tell the truth. You don't have to make shit up because there's plenty of phenomenal people out there of all races. And maybe eventually that person will be like, shit, I'm really curious. What's this guy's name? And then you introduce them to him and then they realize, oh, that person that this guy's totally right about. He said everything great and all the great shit is true is not white. Oh my God. Look at that. The guy's not white and he's still great. And you could start there. You could start with just not trying to preach and say like, Hey, fuck you fucking racist piece of shit or call everybody a Nazi. And also like, don't call out racism. That's not racism. Sometimes people are just saying things that have to involve a person's race. For example, if I'm tattooing somebody and it's like a light skinned black dude, I have to fucking, I mean, I don't have to say it out loud, but I have to acknowledge his skin tone. I'm doing an artwork piece on him, on his skin. So me acknowledging his skin tone is not me being racist or being hateful towards him. It's literally me acknowledging his skin tone. So if we call out things like that as an issue or we call out, you know, just saying the word black, just saying black as an issue. Now, if it offends somebody and it hurts their feelings and you're saying it in a way, I, yeah, fuck that. But in general, I think you could get away with saying like these three black dudes were driving around in a car. We put a cop in the back of the fucking cop car, but the cops didn't know there was a cop in the back of the cop car and he had to watch these motherfuckers uh, deal with the cops. And then he learned how people fucking get treated. And now he's less of an asshole. I think you could say that exactly the way I just said it. And I don't think anybody could say, should be able to say you're racist. So we should probably step down on saying things are racist when they're not. But also we should step back on writing people off in general ever for anything. I mean, okay, I can't say for anything. If you're a fucking rapist, I have a hard time, you know, or if you're like, there's certain types of people that I just can't imagine them changing. That doesn't mean they can't. It's just in my best interest to avoid them. But when it comes to a person that's racist, I really do think the problem is ignorance. The problem is lack of life experience. The problem is environment, the way they were raised. I know that people aren't born racist. And I know that people are born with some level of compassion and kindness most of the time. I know there's also probably exceptions to fucking everything. But I've never seen a kid that just started being racist. I've seen a person that was raised by fucking assholes that turned into an asshole because he thought that his parents were right about a lot of shit. And I've seen people use religion as an excuse for racism. And I've seen, uh, which is the dumbest shit ever, by the way, you can't use something that's supposed to promote peace, love and harmony or whatever, and say it's a good reason to hate anybody, period. If you want to argue with me, send me a message. I'd love to hear about it. So, Figuring out how to not write people off doesn't necessarily mean we have to make friends with all of them. It doesn't necessarily mean you need to associate with people that are pieces of shit. But if somebody's just mildly racist, and I'm not saying just like it's no problem, they might be fixable. They really could be fucking fixable. And if not, we go back to step one and we start with parenting and we start with our kids and we can use them as an example and say, hey, like, I'm sorry you had to see that. But that's a way we can't fucking behave. That is not how we act. That is not what we do. We love people or we avoid them if they're fucking terrible people. But we don't fucking hate people. And we especially don't hate people for no reason. And we especially don't hate people because of their skin tone. And we especially don't hate people because of where they came from. We especially don't hate people because of their parents. We look at the individual. 
And that's how we do it at our house. Is that cool? You can talk to your kids like they're fucking adults because they're going to be adults eventually. And maybe, maybe they need to hear it that way. But again, I, I, I think the longer we can keep children from hearing about racial issues, the better. I think the longer we can avoid that whole topic, the better. Because I think if we bring it up, it highlights to them that there's some type of difference or there's got to be some reason these fucking people think that way. And I think if we get them to a certain age and they just develop on their own and they have, you know, my kids fucking, my kids legitimately, I don't think that, I mean, I know they can tell a difference. Like my daughter once, it was fucking hilarious to me. She, there's two girls named Erica. One is an African-American lady and one is a white lady. And she said, she was a little kid. Keep in mind, she's like four. And she was like, so that's bright Erica, which to her meant light, like light in color. And that's dark Erica, which meant dark in color. And she likes both of them and thinks she thinks they're great, but she didn't know their last names. And that's how she distinguished them. She didn't see any value or, or lack thereof in either thing. She just noticed there was a difference in how they look visually. One is also bigger than the other. She didn't say big and little because she had already been told, like, don't call people big because if they're overweight, you know, it kind of hurts their feelings uh, sometimes. Like some people don't care, but you probably shouldn't run around calling people big. She had never been told don't call people bright or light. And that led to kind of a, a really light conversation about, you know, like, yeah, everybody's different and they, there's different skin types and all that, but maybe we should just use their last name. So there's Erica, just use their last initial even, like Erica B and Erica A or whatever it is. Um, and that's that's a real situation with real people, but I don't want to say their last names. So the point is that a little kid did notice that there was a difference, but a little kid also didn't think of one as good or bad or really didn't even see anything worth acknowledging except just that's how she's going to tell the difference. And she learned that on her own. She looked at it. She was like, okay, so this is how would I tell the difference? What would I tell? What would I tell my parents to tell them which Erica I'm talking about? And that's what she came up with naturally. She didn't come up with, you know, any kind of negative fucking thing towards either one of them because naturally we don't have that. What we do have is a bunch of fucking people that think that we need to team up and hate each other for no fucking reason. And I'm telling you, I know some of them and I know sometimes it seems impossible. And there's one that I don't think I'm going to give up on until I die. And I don't, I really don't know if I'm going to be able to fucking do anything. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to run up to this guy and be like, Hey, you know, fucking equality. Like you gotta like quit being racist. No, just like in general, I'm going to talk the way I talk and say things that I believe and not push it, not argue and not be aggressive about it, not be hateful about it. Cause that just makes people dig in more. And I'm going to, for at any time I have an opportunity, try to bring up what I think is a positive thing about a person I know in a situation where it goes, oh shit, you know what? You're right. <laughs> you're right again. Holy shit, you're right again. Until I get him to at least believe that all humans were created equal and that's a start. I, I that's, that's what I'm doing. Um... And I kind of am forced to be around this person anyway. It's not really much of an option I have. I mean, I technically have an option of anything, but the point is writing somebody off when at work. Um, and it, it doesn't help. It, it helps the team mentality, which is a fucking problem. Uh, number eight, and this is all for you guys. So sorry, I'm just rambling. I hope you're still listening. I'm really, I promise I'm trying, trying to make it worth listening to but it's hard to make this topic entertaining because it, there's nothing fucking funny about it there's nothing worth joking about and joking is usually what i do 
Uh, quit working 40 hours a week and get, get 10 hours of stuff. Okay. So I don't know why I wrote it down this way, but we, we have a, a system worked out where we make people work 40 hours or more, uh, no matter how much work they have to get done. And I know it doesn't sound like a race issue and it really isn't, but what it is, is a system that we're just locked into where everybody's fucking tired and cranky and exhausted. And 40 hours isn't much at all, by the way, like you can work a lot more than that. But just the type of working we're doing in this country is like everybody's fucking tired and at it on edge and cranky and fucking mean. And a way to fix that is have a workload. Give the workload to the workers. Give them a deadline. When they get done, they're off work. So so let's say your amount of work that you do at work, usually you, you get there at 830 and you know you settle into your desk you sit down you start working and then you work on a project and you're done with it at fucking 9 45 but you have to wait till noon to go to lunch and then you're gonna start another project over lunch what we could do is just say yo let's do you have this much work to get done and i want you to do it before 8 p.m and i want you to get here when you get here and be done by eight okay and anybody that successfully does it at whatever rate they need to by eight o'clock period gets to go home when they're fucking done. They get to go enjoy their family. They get to go relax. I know it doesn't seem like it's directly related and that's because it's not. But what it is, is part of a huge problem we have where everybody's just in a fucking bad mood and they don't enjoy what they do. And we all fucking apparently hate our jobs. I love my job. I also love making podcasts. This one so far hasn't been that fun, but I love, my, I love my job. I love making podcasts. I love talking to people. And I think if you do it right, we can, we can rearrange some stuff and just take away some tension. That goes back to the weed thing. If we don't drug test at work and we let people work on a schedule that fucking makes sense, then we have two things that cause just a little bit less tension and a little bit more time to allow people to go enjoy themselves and socialize. And socializing means interacting with people that are probably not the same ethnicity as you because we live in... Like, if there's a fucking state that is not mixed up with all kinds of different races in the United States, I would be very surprised. I don't know. I'm sure there's like one state that's like super wide or whatever. But for the most part, I think anywhere you live, if you have time to go out of town, like if you have adequate time, you have three days in a row off or you have, you know, you get off at noon on a Friday and you don't have to go back until Monday and you just have to get your work done by eight on Monday. So you double down on Friday and you take off Sunday or you're off Friday night, like you're out at six or seven or whatever i don't fucking know and you take off sunday monday oh i don't why did i skip saturday you take off saturday sunday monday you go do some shit you could go drive three or four hours away from your town and you could experience new people and you could socialize with these people and you could learn that people are fucking all kind of all over the place but it has nothing to do with the race and I think sometimes we just get locked into fucking ideas that people were around all the time say and we're locked in these little cubicles or offices or fucking factories or whatever but you're associating with the same people over and over and over and they have the same stupid fucking ideas you have and you get in this stupid think tank and you just say stupid shit back and forth all fucking year and then at the end of the year you get a week off for Christmas and then you do it again for a year and it's a problem and I think we can fix it literally just by changing the way we work trying to socialize with people that we don't I mean you could just meet people you don't fucking know that's a good start too. You could travel. That's a good start. I mean, if you travel enough, you'll realize like 
race doesn't seem to have anything to do with anything anywhere you go. It's not like it's, I live in Oklahoma where I think, uh, I think there's, I mean, it's probably cause I live here and I'm more familiar with people. I think there's more racist people in Oklahoma and California and Texas than any place I've been. That being said, there's a shitload of great people in all three of those places. There's a shitload of nice people in all three of those places. I can go to cities like Austin, and I highly doubt there's many racist people in Austin. Uh, there's a great variety of people in areas uh, like certain parts of Oklahoma. There's also certain parts of Oklahoma that are super fucking just asshole central. There's uh, there's one town in particular that blows my fucking mind with how many racist people are there. And I'm not like I've heard. I've heard options like, hey, let's just fucking, you know, go blow that town up then. Well, not everybody there is a piece of shit. Not everybody there is racist. There's probably some great people there. Um, so maybe don't blow it up. Maybe, maybe, I mean, we could probably do a thing where we take over all their TVs, get anonymous to just throw like some real good, uh, hmm. Okay, I got it. We take Rush Springs, Oklahoma, which is the, the racism capital of the state from what I can tell. And we have anonymous or a likewise uh, a group like that tap into everybody's TV, computer, and tablet that is above the age of eighteen, and play girl on girl, mostly black, lesbian lady porn. Will that fix the issue? No, it won't. That's a stupid joke. See, there's nothing funny about this issue. I can't fucking say anything funny. I got nothing. But that's what I got. That's my attempt at trying to just talk about how I feel and think about this whole thing. I don't know what good it'll do. I don't know if anybody's actually going to listen to the whole thing, but what I do know is I, I feel like if I don't do anything, it's not great. If I do something, I don't know what to do because I'm in a situation where it's just really fucking difficult for me to feel like I'm making any kind of difference. And I don't know what kind of difference I can make because I'm an individual. But what I, I do know is how to talk. What I do know is what I think. So I'm telling you what I think. Uh, if somehow you think that's a, a, a worthwhile message, pass it to a friend. If you fucking hate it, message me. Let me know why I hate it. I'm I'm more than open to ideas and how to grow, how to make this podcast better, how to use this podcast better, how to contribute more to whatever issues we have. Uh, but I do like focusing on things that are fun, and I do like focusing on things that are not a heavy topic, and I do like focusing on good things. So this was kind of difficult for me to do. Um, so hopefully nobody misconstrues this. It makes me sound like an asshole, but, uh, enjoy. Thanks for listening. And, and if for some reason, again, if you're still listening five stars on, on, uh, on the old YouTuber or not the YouTuber, what is it? Apple podcast It's late five stars on Apple podcast. Come on, man. Or write a review. Maybe don't write a review about this episode though. Cause this sounds, sounds really, you know, not exciting. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I really appreciate everybody for real, and I think we should all smoke more weed. Have a good night.